0: Let's get started. Um, today's podcast on the Excellence in Education Podcast Channel uh, promises to be really exciting, interesting. I've been looking forward to this one. Um, welcome to Graham Morgan Smith. Um, Graham's a very experienced specialist university advisor. Um, he was the head of university applications at a top London sixth form college, and has done over a hundred medical applications in his career. So. He knows everything there is to know about getting into a medical school. So I'm hoping he can help us all understand a bit more today. Morning, Graham. Thanks for joining us. Um, Thanks for the invitation. No problem. Could we start with um, a, a broad overview, please, of the medical application landscape? I know it's very confusing and actually quite different to a lot of the applications that we do. Um, I think it would be useful to set the scene and say why they're different and um, start to finish how you'd approach it as a student, please.
1: Okay, no problem with that. So obviously being a doctor is a uniquely rewarding career, but it's obviously extremely challenging to enter the profession. Unlike other university courses, you might apply to medicine, um, but it directly leads you to a specific career path. Uh, In the UK, for example... It binds you to a particular employer, the National Health Service. If you decide on medicine, it's very important you understand the realities of being a doctor, as well as, um, before committing to this pathway, an understanding of the employer, the National Health Service. Medicine binds scientific challenge with human interaction. It also offers a genuine chance to make a difference to people's lives. On the other hand, being a doctor is highly stressful. There are times when he won't be able to help and he'll be breaking bad news, uh, often after long hours and long working days and nights. So the best way to start getting an insight into whether medicine is right for you is obviously to read up on case studies, read up on examples, um, and even follow um, a huge element within the application process. Ultimately, what does make that doctor? Uh, academic excellence, strong scientific ability, commitment, tenacity, organisation skills, people skills, empathy, uh, excellent communication skills, ability to work in a team, leadership, stress management, yeah, and desire to learn and teach. And this is all before you start thinking about the application process. Are you the right fit? Are you the right person? Have you those qualities? And we're not looking for you to have one or two of the qualities. We're looking for the student to have all of them. You need to be able to manage each and every one of the skills that's just been highlighted. And the word stress, challenge, is there from day one. So you now think you're ideal for this particular role at university. So you then go about thinking, what is the process? And the process within the UK system is through the UCAS process organization that every um, university application will go through. And that process will start early in your uh, sixth form career your school your advisor will be introducing the medical program most probably in the spring term of your first year in sixth form yeah giving you an insight into what we've just mentioned the challenges the the highs and lows of being a doctor the obstacles that will be standing in your way just to get an interview let alone an offer, we're talking about obstacles getting you to a point where an institution will actually think, yes, this student fits our ethos, fits our community, and will be an ideal candidate. So what we need to be looking at is what is different about a normal university degree programme through the UCAS and a medical programme. So the first thing is the medical program, like very few others, will have an integral element of external examinations plus an interview process. And that is before you get an offer. So you need to be putting yourself above the parapet. You need to be standing out very, very early on in regards to your own preparation yeah. for an application, it's a real vocation. You, you need to. Pre- it is. It is, Steve. It is one of those areas um, that you need to believe that you can make a difference and also be part of that profession for the rest of your actual career. It's not something that you will put a lot of work into and think, "Oh, this is this isn't the career for me," because you need to make that decision before you actually apply if for example you are very interested in science and uh, supporting the medical profession through research then maybe the medicine route is not the best one we're talking about you impacting people's lives yeah and scientific approach will do that um which would lead us maybe to something else we'll talk about later, the different types of universities and the programmes that um, they will be presenting to their students.
0: So I guess, I guess a lot of this work comes in during the research stage of what the alternatives might be, that you think you, is medicine, but actually there may be something better suited, and part of our job I, is to kind of figure that out for you. But I you, think
1: but, so, Steve, and, I, and I, I, I genuinely believe in any subject that um, you will be applying at university, the preparation is key. Mm. The hard work is going to be in the early stages. It's like you know, it's like a marathon runner. The actual marathon becomes a bit of a release. You yeah. can actually supposedly enjoy the final event. All the hard work is is putting in the hours, putting in the miles in advance of the event. And applying for medicine is exactly the same. It's it's not a sprint. You, know, yeah. you know, use the, the analogy it is a long long process but the research is key the f- full understanding of have you got the skills the commitment, the tenacity and the general demeanour to be someone who can manage this role of being a doctor and- so
0: if you've made that decision that you are and you are going to go through with that, Um, then what? So you're kind of starting in lower sixth. um... So you're
1: starting in lower sixth, and the big thing in lower sixth is to build up on your knowledge of the NHS, your wider reading within the medical profession, looking at lots of different approaches, different people's attitudes, finding out about what it really is like to be. And in doing so, you will then also do two other things. You will prepare for the external exams. Now, these exams will come into play between July and October um, for one of the exams, the UCAT exam, which is an intelligence um, test. And there is another one, the BMAT, which will come into play at the end of August or at The beginning of November so there's one sitting for the UCAT and you can allow it's one sitting per year and there is the BMAT where you've got two options you can sit it at the end of August or you can sit it at the end of November. Do you need to take
0: both or is it one or the other?
1: if, If you choose part of your research will be working out four medical institutions that you will need to apply to um, let's make that clear. On a UCAS application, every student has five choices. Medicine, there is a stipulation that you have four medical institutional choices and one non medical okay. option. So, this is where you mentioned earlier whether if someone is more interested in biomedical science or being a pharmacist or you know, pharmacological yeah. research. Then you will always have that as a backup. Okay. Some students put in three medical and maybe two non-medical if they're not as um, committed. But four institutions. Each of those institutions will expect one of the exams. Okay. Majority of them will be looking for UCAT, and. The other, there are 10 universities that will be looking for the BMAT. Now, the BMAT universities are Brighton and Sussex, Imperial, Lancaster, UCL, Cambridge, Manchester, Leeds, Oxford, and Kiel. Now, if my advice, I always try to advise students, is try to choose universities that have one or the other exams Um, because the exams are very, very different in preparation, very different in the actual process of the the test. And it's sometimes easier to concentrate on one or other. So if you concentrate on the UCAT, that means then obviously those 10 universities will not be in your your, uh, choices. However, Let's be honest, very, very aspirational, very confident, very committed um, students will apply for both. And fair play to them. It's a very, very... yeah. I think it shows that they're willing to be in for the long run.
0: I think that kind of runs into a question that I've been having, that um, when you're deciding on a university, a lot of people feel that they need to apply to the top brand names, the the top London medical schools, when actually is there a, an easier route or um, a higher probability route actually rather than easy um, than getting to the end goal of being a doctor?
1: Yeah, I, I, I think easy is not a word. I think we no, can that bandy, bandy around on, on medicine applications. But to me, uh, again, basically, Advice I give, you know, look at, look at the tests, look at um, the programme, because each of the universities will have a different way of presenting their course. So what we have, we have three main deliveries of a medical programme, which then will add to the mix in regards to student choice. We have a traditional programme. So this is mainly science, in the first two or three years followed by clinical practice so in effect you know you are in this case some of the top universities cambridge oxford for example you would do a three year science degree with no input in regards to the clinical skills and then you would use that three years scientific experience to move into the clinical element So if you are a very, very scientific, researched, skilled student, then this university style is most probably going to suit you down to the ground. Yeah. We have a a second option, the integrated approach, which, to be honest, majority of the other universities will be using. And that then is the mix of being taught the science alongside the clinical element. Okay. So you will therefore be involved in more the practical sides of being a doctor. A number of the universities start their clinical work within three months of you being on the program. So for me, sometimes, you know, as a teacher, I went and got my degree in a program where I was in the classroom as often as, as I could be so I could actually see the practicalities of what Mm. career I wanted. And for me, sometimes medicine, I think that person needs to be in that environment to see if this is really for them. You know, getting your hands dirty, getting your hands on a cadaver within 12 weeks of starting a program at 18, 19 years of age, to me, sounds quite frightening. But if this is the career you want to be pursuing for the rest of your life, sometimes that experience will tell you whether or not you are right yeah. for that particular job. And if it's not, then maybe that more scientific route is better for you because you will still be contributing to yeah. people's health. You'll be coming up with cancer um, trials. You'll be coming up with you know, this pandemic we're in. We're dependent on the scientists to give us the answers so there's always a place for the scientist in the medical profession exactly. and the, the third option is what is called um, problem related uh, courses and uh, this is normally found abroad a few british universities are starting this where you've got more problem-based activities you've got peer-to-peer teaching you've got teacher-to-peer teaching and that becomes um in a very a very practical way but you then have to fit in the science in your own time. So there's a lot of um, extra work on that one. So that would be the first thing I'd look at. What type of student am I? What type of program is being offered? And match that program with your best skills. Yeah. You mentioned probability. Now, that is another one. And the higher ranked the university, obviously...
0: Yeah, super competitive. The greater
1: competitive nature there's going to be. And, you know, part of my advice to students, I would go through um, each of the university's previous applications over the last couple of years and will have worked out the percentage ratio for each of them to, uh, to look at.
0: And to put that um, into perspective, Graham, how competitive are we talking here? Is it one in two, one in ten? Oh, 20? right. I'm. I'm just.
1: I'm, I'm just looking at something. I've already got. So we're looking at the. You know, if the best scenarios is nineteen percent chance. Okay. One in five. The worst scenario is five percent. So. On average, again, when when I talk to medical students, it might sound very negative, but I always start with those statistics.
0: Mm.
1: Not only is the process challenging, not only we've got these additional obstacles of exams, interviews, etc. We've got, on average, in the last five years, only 10% of applications for medical program, UK, EU, and abroad, that have been offered places. Well, sorry, offered interviews, yeah, with, but they're they pla- So, you know, I know you know a number of universities will offer maybe thirty percent for interview, but they know ultimately there's only going to be ten percent places. So, yeah. it, you know, you've got that as well. So, I'd be saying to students, think of the chances. If you are a double A standard. A-grade, A-level student, then you've got most probably a better chance of the reduced probability. If you're a good student with good A-levels, you know, straight A's, for example, which has to be the minimum for any medical program anyway. But if you are that, then you need to really be strategic in your planning, your research, and ultimately choosing those four universities yeah choose an aspirational one definitely always go for one that you know you really really care about you love the program but you know it's maybe a little bit out of reach but you've still got those tests you've still got an interview to get you there you know but be realistic be honest with yourself uh again the advice is look yourself in the mirror can i do it have i got the skills are my grades good enough And be honest in choosing the right one for you.
0: Because really that's the the first step of the end goal being getting onto a course.
1: Getting onto a course. I think you're right, Steve. Whatever happens, again, let's use Oxbridge as an example. Some students say to me, oh, which, which college do you think I should go to in Oxford or Cambridge? And I say, if you're good enough and you get an offer to Oxford and Cambridge, does it really matter which college you're going to? You've got an offer placed, if you get your A-levels, at Oxford or What an achievement. Absolutely. Then, yeah. yes, spend a little time thinking, oh, you know, one might do more sport or one, one is a little bit more traditional. Then you have a little bit. But the goal is get in there. Yep. Yeah. So it's the same with medicine. Think about what you want to do. And what you want to do is be on a medical program, with students of similar ability, similar interests, similar commitment, because that is going to then push you even further. So choosing those four universities is key. And the last thing I will say is that at the end of year five of any medical program, before any student will move on to their two-year work, placements, their F1s, their F2s, every student will sit a final examination. Every student, irrespective of university, will be ranked in order of success on that final test. You go to Brighton and Sussex and you're in the top 10%. You go to Oxford, you're in the top 15%. The student at Brighton will be ranked higher, obviously, because in yeah. that top 10% percentile. They will get the better placement. So, again, there's a lot of um, thinking around the fact that you mentioned, if I go to the best university, I'm going to get the best teaching, I'm going to get the best placement. And, of course, that is not in doubt.
0: Yeah,
1: But you ultimately will be assessed on how you've performed against every other medical student in the country, not just your peers within your own university. And that will be a very, very important part of your process of thinking because that probability of getting in will allow you then to demonstrate your passion and your commitment for the program. And if you've chosen wisely and you've got the right type of course – I'd say for me, it would have been the mixture of learning education in a practical environment. This, the student must choose the right one that fits them. And if they have, then they're going to be successful. They're going to do very, very well in the exams. And that will give them then the impetus yeah. to move on five years down the line. So a couple of the core components of
0: this application process that I think um, people really want to, le- to learn more about is the work experience. Um, and yeah. what that involves what you should be looking at um the research around that how long for and but then the interview as well so how do those yeah. two components link with each other
1: um again very good question steve and an integrated part of the process um british universities as part of the medical application will lead students to have got an ex- an, a, an experience that they can feel they can talk about one at the interview And secondly, to give them an an insight into what it is like to work within um, a caring profession. Now, there are two types of work experience that um, quite often are are put out there. One is what is called the clean work experience. And one, um, ironically, is called the dirty uh, work experience. Um, Clean being... Lots of students, because of their commitment and interest, will do a lot of research um, and a number of them will have contacts within the NHS profession. So maybe a family member is a, is a doctor or is working within, within a hospital or run their own practice. And the clean work experience is when somebody can go into an environment and work shadow um, a leading member of the team whether it's even the, you know, the lead nurse or whether it's a, a doctor um, or even a surgeon in private practice. What that does is allows the student to see that person in action, can understand how they fit into the whole process and the system and actually see their day-to-day commitment, expectations and you know, the hours that they are actually going to be putting in. Now, it's called clean. Because it's going to be in an environment where that person is watching, they're looking, they're gaining insight into the placement, but they're not actually learning themselves about that particular role. So we then have the dirty, get-in-your-hands-dirty work placement where somebody is then doing a role that they can actually be sharing their commitment with maybe a patient. Now, it's not always easy to get into a hospital uh, for that, but a number of students will, can work um, you know, as a porter yeah. or work in, in an administration desk within a, a busy um, consultancy. Now, you're actually doing things. You're actually dealing with patients. You're actually seeing practically how everything works. And you're gaining insight. So you can actually then, again, look at those initial skills we talked about and the commitment, the organizational skills, people skills, empathy, uh, ability to work and things. That's where you're then demonstrating a lot of these necessity skills in a very practical manner and that is very very helpful students will be encouraged to volunteer they will be encouraged to take uh, roles within maybe care homes you know working with the elderly working with young children you know working in hospices as long as it's a what we class as a caring environment students then are able to uh, assess their capabilities, and also see how the day-to-day management of those roles are. And um, obviously, big thing that will come out on an interview is how em- empathetic are you? How can you make huge, huge decisions very yeah. quickly but in a very um, caring manner? Um, and that, that's something. It's uh, challenging, uh, a challenging very
0: different environment then to a normal interview. Very
1: different. It is, yes. You know, and so there's a lot in there. But I will use one example. I remember going on a, on a programme, on a course, uh, with lots and lots of very, very high-qualified medics and admissions tutors. And uh, an example came up that uh, one young girl, fantastic A-levels, only work experience was at McDonald's in London. And um, the head admissions guy was overseeing his team, and you know, he dipped into the yes is the noes, and he picked up one of the noes and said to one of the team the students got have a lot of academic potential there's lots of work experience and one of the admission uh, team said yeah but the work experience is only in mcdonald's and they've worked there a long time and really how can we equate you know mcdonald's with um yeah. working in in a hospital but the, the head admissions officer, look, I like the sound of this girl. The personal statement is very, very strong. I'd like, I'd like you to put her forward for the interview. Um, and he sat in on the interview. Pur- you know, he purposely went in and purposely asked the question. Fantastic um, application. You've got great uh, predicted grades, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But you've only worked at McDonald's. How do you feel that, you know, makes you ideal for a medical program. And she mentioned a part of London where she lived and she said, Have you been to McDonald's at 1030 on Friday or Saturday or Sunday night in this particular area? And he said, No. Well, it's like A and E on a Saturday night. She said, I deal with drunks, druggies, aggression, People not happy. I'm having to manage my job, my colleagues, my time, whilst making sure I'm providing a perfect service that my boss can say that I am doing. Right Now, if if that doesn't equate me for a medical program, then she says, I'm obviously applying for the wrong job. And as you say, Steve, offer, pass the exams because her predicted grades were triple a star so she was a star but how easy that could she could have missed
0: the yeah. boat yeah
1: um so i think if you can justify the experience then any experience is good but you need to be able yeah. to demonstrate how relevant it would be to a medical a medical problem. Right.
0: good example but those are
1: very good um examples um well, this which then brings us this sorry, kind of
0: brings me on to a question that's really relevant to that last point actually that um is one of the, the last points i wanted to go through today but if you don't make the grade and you don't get through that first time um, is it over move on to a different course no. reapply uh, and then a graduate program maybe as well
1: yes I, you know again you're right um and students i've worked with who have been very strong candidates but haven't got through and um, they didn't make that 10 percent cut they still are committed. So what they will do, that plan B option, the non-medical option, will be very, you know, again, research that has to be precise. Is that the best place, the right course I want to be on if I don't make the medical program? I, I can use then as a springboard to re-entry or re-application at the end of my three-year degree. So there is that option. There is a springboard to the end, you know, so at the end of the year two, a student, if they're still committed to medicine, can then apply on a graduate entry. Again, it would be a process through the UCAS system. There will be a, an external exam called the GAMSAT, which would need to be SAT. So yeah. it's still a similar process to go through. But let's look at the advantage of that. Probabilities higher. You've got a two-one or a first-class honors degree. Yeah. You've got three years experience within a scientific um, environment. You're working with people within that, that profession, so there is that option. And before I forget, some of these graduates will reapply not through the graduate program, but through the normal UCAS program. So sometimes the 18-year-old student at school, or 17-and-a-half-year-old student maybe, at school applying for their first medical program could be up against a 21-, 22-year-old who's already got a first-class honors degree in biomedical science. So again, these are the challenges that, you know, the medic has to take on board even before they start that application. Excellent. Thanks. Greg. It, yeah. So, but it isn't the end of the road. Some students will do their degree and then that's it. But you always will have, I, I remember one student I worked with, uh, went off to UCL to do biomedical science um, Landed up, she's actually now on her fourth year down in um, Sydney University. But at the end, while she was there, she was still every year talking to me and saying, well, can I apply for a medical program now this year? No, 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 wait another couple of years, get experience. Um, And she did. She waited a few years, applied, didn't get a UK offer, but as I say, is now in her fourth year down in Sydney University. So she was committed from day one. Yeah, over the the initial disappointment of not getting in, worked hard, kept commitment going, um, and then became successful second time round. And I've got you know all the applications I've got. There are numerous examples of students who haven't lost the desire, and that's and yeah. that's again what that's
0: what you need over over and 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 above that's what you again. Isn't it?
1: Of course you do. It's the commitment, passion, desire over a long, long term, and. As with being a doctor, you have good days, you have bad days, but every day you've got to pick yourself up. You've got to give the best job available. You've got to make the right decisions, the right calls every single day. And a student needs to be doing that at university.
0: Fantastic. Thanks, Graham. We could carry on for another hour or so, (laughs) but I'll (laughs) I'll bring it to a a close there. But um, I'd love to thank you for your input on this. I think it's um, really invaluable knowledge and... um, stuff that i can understand why people would want you on their application with them because uh, <laughs> you've been there um, done uh,
1: nice days. to say so
0: thanks very much graham and um look forward to speaking again very soon thank you very much
1: steve appreciate it
0: thank you for listening that was the excellence in education podcast by william clarence education for more information on how we can help you or your family or any of the points discussed today and with all the latest news and views on UK education, please head to the website www.williamclarence.com.